0: I watched a lot of football. The Cotton Bowl had two games at the Cotton Bowl. And then I I drove to Tyler right after that to go watch John Tyler and Tyler Lee. I'm clinically insane. I'm glad you can admit that. It's the first step in recovery.
1: your premium Texas high school football nerdcast with your friends Tep and Step I'm the
0: Tep Greg Tepper and I am the Step Matt Step much more elegant than last thank week. you this is a so premium podcast this is this this is extra so, premium this
1: is so premium that I'm not sure we should be even releasing it to the public it's a good point. Maybe we should just have it on a loop in the, D- in the DCTF offices. Yeah, like you have to come here to listen to it. Yes, yes. How haughty do we sound right now? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is your premium Texas high school football podcast, your week two review and week three preview edition. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Yes. Uh, we love you we'll tradition. tell we'll tell you this every week. Uh we want this to be your weekly affirmation that you've made a good decision with your money. Yes. We care
0: about you and we appreciate you.
1: We really do. It's it, we we literally would not do this if you didn't subscribe.
0: We really wouldn't. Yeah. I left I work or I left work and came straight here because I love you, the DCTF insider. Yeah, see? That's for you're you. staying
1: late. You're staying late. I'm theoretically staying late. I'm a little, I'm staying a little bit late, but that's that's I don't want to look, I'm look, you're holding up the sign that says hero and that's not that, Come you on. Sure? No, I mean, no. You, no, no deserving. no. Put the medal away. Put the medal okay, away. Hang on, we, no, I mean, just put the put the medal away. I don't okay. I don't need that. Well, fireworks really? Come on. Yeah, come I mean, on, man. Too much. It's too much. All right. So this is your week 2 review. This is your week 2 review and week 3 preview. But we're going to start as we always do, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, last week you got it with the. I hit the a home run out of the park. Well, yeah.
0: And, by the way,. It looks like le- my favorite Baltimore Oriole.
1: You, you, who's that? Uh,
0: Adam Jones, but he, he hasn't hit a lot of home runs
1: this oh, year. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Who's, uh, who could possibly Adam be? Adam Jones. Yeah. Um, so, the, last week you were, you were exactly right. Uh, pretty much nailed it. On like all fronts, because we talked about the new longest losing streak in the state. Mm-hmm. This has been the year of boy, it has of losing streaks ending, losing streaks, losing streaks being broken, and that's a good thing. Yes, I'm oh, glad, absolutely. Uh, five of the la- five of the six longest active losing streaks in the state have gone down. The only one that is, um, I believe, over twenty-five now. I think the second one's like twenty three or something. Mm-hmm. Is El Paso, Socorro? Yes, they're at twenty nine. I think. Yeah,
0: they're on the clock. So let's they're go on the clock. Coach Graham and, and the Bulldogs get it done. I've
1: I've got to tell you that it suddenly feels like a lot more. Um, it feels like a lot more um, possible, you know. Whenever oh, yeah. you see all these teams doing it, I mean, heck, Diamond Hill's not two and zero. Yeah.
0: Olney is now 2-0. Yeah. The alum of, of, of our buddy, Krista Pertle of the yes, Laco Trib. exactly. Last year in the press box during uh, Mark Crawford, she was lamenting on how bad Olney had been. And look at that. They're 2-0 and now. They're 2-0. It's, it's fantastic.
1: And so, what I want to do for our Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week is I once again want to dive into the record books. All right. And I want to know, Matt Stepp, what is the record? For most points scored by one team in a game,
0: I'll give you a hint: eleven man, not six man. It's eleven. Yes, it's eleven man. There are
1: routinely games that, not routinely, but there are games every single year year where it'll end up being like one hundred and twenty-two or something like that. Um, It is not. It is not eleven man. It was way back in nineteen sixty-nine that this happened. So, this my game is one school one team
0: winning uh, one team they won the game spoiler yeah. alert. So, my game Friday night mm-hmm. uh, I was did some digging because Plano this is why I brought Eastwood, it up. Yeah, Plano beat El Paso Eastwood seventy two to forty eight, and I was looking to see if that was the highest point total that Plano had in their illustrious history, mm-hmm. and it was not. Uh, so I will go with Plano because I know they beat Wiley one year 102 to nothing, but I don't know what year that was. So I'm just going to take a guess and say Plano beating Wiley 102 to nothing. The answer is 103. Oh, it was close.
1: 103. Right. So this is since, I should say, this is since 1951. So it's okay. possible Plano hung 102 on them then. I think, you know what, now that I remember, I think it was like in... Be- the 30s. 30s yeah. The problem, the, the problem with... um, There are weird scores. The, the, yeah. yeah um, let me see if I can find... Hashtag weird football was going on. Yeah, let me see if I can find the exact score of this game. Valley Mills hung 103 on Grandview in 1969. Mm. Let's see if I can find the score. It looks like I can. The final score, oh my God in heaven. 103 to nothing tough day for the tough zebras, day for the zebras. tough day and according to this is uh, our friends um lonestarfootball.net and i've realized by the way there are a lot of people in and this happens with fox a lot because a lot of the people are not high school football nerds they're just like actual television journalists yeah who are, they're not like us wh- no. who have a problem right they don't have a problem and so like especially in the lead up to football texas football days i was getting a lot of f- comments like man there is no good like one-stop shop to find like stats for everything and it's no, there's, no there's just not. And it's because it's all scattered hither and yon. Yeah. Um, if anybody could actually ever kind of cull it all together, it, yeah. would be, it would be a monumental undertaking, but it would be appreciated. But there is one secret website that I love, and I feel like I need to shout them out. I've, I, I'm sure you're familiar with LoneStarFootball.net.
0: Yes, and there's another one, LoneStarFootballHistory.com. Yes, those are very good. They're
1: very good, weird little one-off websites yeah, yes. that, like, I always find myself at. Yes. So, shout out to them. Yes, they do Acco- a great job. According to them, it was 91 nothing at halftime oh, the, cool. here back
0: in 1969 when Valley Mills beat Grandview 103 to nothing. Now you know I have seen the. Uh I've seen a playoff game played where it was sixty-nine to nothing at halftime, and the game ended hmm. seventy-eight to nothing.
1: Well, because last year we had shout out to Everman two thousand two. Uh, so last year, uh, remember Mart beat Axel ninety to nothing, or mm-hmm. ni- maybe ninety to it was ninety to nothing or ninety to or something. Yeah, something like that. Maybe the famous Alito, Alito bullying mm-hmm. case that was ninety-one. Yeah. Um, that was in two thousand and thirteen. Yeah. The most. And then Pflugerville Conley also hung ninety one on Bastrop Cedar Creek in ninety in twenty thirteen. But I also think that was like kind of close. It was like ninety one to like sixty eight or something. Wow. Um, in fact, I can probably look that up. Um, looking at this, no, it wasn't. Or, or at least they didn't score enough to to make it in as far as both teams combined. Um, and then of course last week last year you had Bells. Bells 94 Celeste 74. <laughs> the craziest game ever. That was a nutso game. So, if you're interested, that is the Bells 94 Celeste 74 is the highest scoring game of all time with both teams combined. Yes. So, and then the weird thing that I always I always think about, I promise we'll get into week week 2 recap here in a moment, but do you remember Twice in four years, Nacogdoches and Jacksonville oh, played yeah.
0: crazy games. Seven <laughs> overtime games. In, there was one year where like one of them like had to win by a certain amount <laughs> to get in the playoffs, and so they kept going for two or something in the overtime. Or it was in, in
1: 2010,
0: Jacksonville beat Nacogdoches 84-81, to which
1: is weird. And it was, at that time, the highest scoring game of all time. Yeah. Four years later, the same two teams played an 85-79 game for the second highest scoring game of all time. So when they play in district this year. Yeah, just expect
0: fireworks. Just expect fireworks for that game. So
1: there is your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. Let's get into our week two recap. And I want to know what your overall recap of week two was. In in, in what I said on Texas football today, it was a very weird
0: week. Yeah, it was a strange week. Uh, the weather, uh, especially north of Waco, was, was impacted, and we had a lot of games canceled, um, and then a lot of games delayed. My game got delayed almost two hours, but, but you know, I was surprised that more games didn't get canceled. So, mm-hmm. I think weather was was one big player, um, and then I think you know the unfortunately the storyline. I think, and I mentioned this in ten thoughts. Uh, has to center around the big-name quarterbacks that have been injured. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, We found out Wednesday, Jalen Catalan out for the year at Mansfield Legacy. Um, then we learned Friday night, both Rashawn Johnson and Maverick McIver, Rashawn Johnson of Port Natchez Groves, Texas commit, mm-hmm. Maverick McIver of San Angelo Central Texas Tech commit, uh, both went down with injuries. Now, um, Ivor w- is out for the year. Yeah, and we have not gotten an update on Rashawn. Let me see Johnson.
1: what the latest on Rashawn Johnson is. Um, this is from probably a not very promote- good source, but will miss some time, but appears to be okay. That's that is it. the second thing that I. That's the second time I've
0: heard that. As far that, as that's been the rumor, you know, uh, uh, from some sources down there, that he's probably going to be back, and you know. Middle of district, maybe a little earlier, mm-hmm. um, which is good news for Port H.'s Groves, who lost to Huntsville mm-hmm. uh, last week. So, um, to me, that's that's the weather and the injuries to the big name quarterbacks are two things that I'm really bummed about. Yeah. I you know, I don't, I don't like weather canceled. I don't want any high school football games canceled. I want them all to be played. No, and, and and that's why I feel
1: like the real headline is that like we don't really know what to make of the season yet. Like there, I feel like there are seasons where 2 weeks in we feel like we're separate we're already separating the wheat from the chaff like we're already looking around and saying I feel really good about this team mm-hmm. I feel really good about that team this team maybe is surprising me a little bit but I feel like this year maybe it's just because we had such a a mega slate in week 1 and because we had such crazy weather across the state yeah. in week 2 that things are... A little uneven. It's a really uneven start. And as a result, but at the same time, like last year, you remember, we were talking about this in the same way, except we were talking about it with regards to Hurricane Harvey, Mm -hmm. that there were teams that two weeks in had not played a game yet. Yeah, and there were some that went three, four weeks without playing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was... And so, I feel like we're still in an uneven start. And while there are some teams that I do feel like have already exceeded my expectations, and I've got my eye on... Going forward,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm also a lot more gun shy right now about making broad declarations about this team being great, just because I also feel like we know less
0: through two weeks than we normally do. Yeah. So, another thing I think uh, a lot of comebacks this weekend. There were a yeah. lot of big name teams that rallied from big deficits to win games. Uh, you know, Katie, mm-hmm. Cy Ranch. Uh, Umble Kingwood had a great rally. Crosby. Uh Crosby had their rally. There were there were a lot of Argyle made a big rally against LaVanca. High made yeah. a big rally against uh uh Byron Nelson. So there were a lot of a lot of teams that, that dug themselves early holes and found ways to dig out of them.
1: It was. It was it, it was an odd week of games, not necessarily in a bad way, but just in kind of uh you know, Because, for example, let's take that Westlake Cyranch. Well, Los game. Fresnos
0: and Austin L B J was another one. Yeah. Hey, Los Fresnos was down twenty nine seven going into the fourth quarter and, and came back and won. Came out. back and won the thing.
1: But my thing like take the Cy Ranch Westlake game, for example. I think it's a perfect example. And this kind of springs up whenever you and I are doing our the Dave Campbell's rankings. Is okay, Westlake pretty much dominated that game. Maybe not dominate offensively. They had control of the game they, for three quarters. If you're a believer of game control, they had game control for three quarters. Mm-hmm. They are up 21-3, to three, heading into the fourth quarter. I, they are not in the business of blowing 18-point leads. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something they do. No. Well, they do, and Cy Ranch comes back and credits Gene Johnson and company. Yeah. They made a couple of adjustments and, and made them pay. So my question is, how do you treat a team like Westlake? Because this is a team that looked great for three quarters, but they also couldn't finish. And how do you treat a team like Cy Ranch, where they looked, you know, pretty pedestrian at least offensively for three quarters, and then hit the gas in the final frame? So it's that's why if if I'm if I seem more tepid in jumping out on limbs this year, maybe I'm just getting older and wiser. Probably not, but maybe I'm. I think I'm just I, – I feel like we're dealing with less sure information yeah. in the early going. It's definitely
0: – yeah. I mean, so Cy Ranching and Westlake, I've got them kind of in that, that, that large middle of the pack in 6A that I think – I talked about last week where, you know, from about 15 to about 50, there's kind of mm-hmm. – there's, there's not much difference between number 15 and number 50. And so Cy Ranch and Westlake are kind of both in that, I think, 15 to 20 range right mm-hmm. now. Westlake you know Westlake was fourth in our poll, so I dropped, Westlake dropped pretty significantly for their loss. Um, I did not dot Katie quite as much for their lo- mm-hmm. their win or their close win over Atascocita, number one because they won and number two, their one losses against North Shore, who I mm-hmm. think is a buzzsaw right now. Yeah, so, I
1: got an yeah. email this week from um, somebody and asked why um, why can um, like why is Katie still in the top 10? And it's a fair question it is it's fair. it's fair. I mean they're one and one, and they're one win they
0: had to rally big time and eke out a win, but it was against a good team. seed is a team we think highly of I think that's I think Atascosita is pretty good if and they had I will say if they had rallied against you know random middling Houston team, mm-hmm. they would have dropped, yes, even if they would have won
1: yeah, if that had been uh, i'll pick a team at ran if that had been Houston Madison
0: right or something yeah, like that. yeah or you know or um i don't know uh you know, Pasadena Memorial yeah, or something or, like or that, Rayburn. You know, some av- average or below average team. They would have dropped. They would have dropped. Pecos Seed is top a top twenty team in our poll. Mm-hmm. We think highly of Pecos
1: Seed. Right. So, and that's you know the, the weird thing about this week is I was faced with because I I, I handle the five A rankings our Dave Campbell's Texas Football five A rankings, and I was faced with a really tough situation in five A Division two because oh, yeah, it's crazy. So you had Crosby beat Manville.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Forty nine, forty seven. You had Huntsville beat Port Natchez Groves. Mm-hmm. I also know through doing this enough that if I had Port Natchez Groves ahead of Huntsville, I'd get killed. You'd yeah. say we'd say what the heck? Like they beat them? Like do, do, like do, does beating teams head to head not mean anything? So, so, so that's why like Huntsville jumps from basically unranked. They are more or less like twelve, like eleven or twelve. They were in the mix. They jump all the way to six. Yeah. Um We also add Lubbock Cooper to the mix, Lubbock Cooper Be- and then and Cornado. yeah, beat Coronado in double overtime, great win for, for for Cooper, and then you have two teams that like Ennis and South Oak Cliff i don 't know if I 'm sold on either of these teams, but they got saved by rain. Yeah. You know what I mean that neither team got to play because it was because of of, of the weather so it's just i don't know i 'm just in a spot where i'm, I'm a lot more I, I want more data. And I feel like right now we have some data, but I also think there's a lot of mitigating circumstances surrounding yes. it. So you
0: need some more data. Give me
1: your team that won the weekend.
0: Um, Goliad. Yeah, it's pretty good. Goliad. That's that was some impressive stuff.
1: Uh, I think. Yeah, they're thirty-five. Nothing went over Giddings, or I'm sorry, over. I just Rufurio revealed mine. Yeah. Um, Refurio is. Um, I think. I think uh, Rick said. Rick Renner on Fox Sports Southwest. I'm pretty sure he said that was their first shutout. Refurio's first shutout since 2001. Yeah, it's been a long time since they've been shut out. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Um, speaks highly of and under, under Jason Herring, too. Um, so, the other thing, for me, I would go with Giddings. Uh, we were impressed with them when they beat Rockdale, but we were like, okay, week one, cool, neat, let's, let's see it again.
0: And then they went out and torched. Yeah, Wimberley. Uh, we I said it before we came in. You know, we don't see Wimberley getting beat by fifty very often. No. And Giddings, sixty-three to thirteen. That is, that will catch some eyes. Yeah. Wade Griffin and his 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 second game as head coach at Giddings has uh, earned himself quite a bit of uh, cachet in town after that win. Mm-hmm. I tell you, he's there. You know, he's. They're they're happy with him right now. I can tell you that.
1: Yeah, that is. I'll tell you. That's that's a a really really good win. Uh, And and I was super impressed. That was that was the game that, um, (laughs) that was the game uh, that on high school scoreboard live. uh, I I had a like visceral reaction when when Craig Wade told me it was a double take. I was like,
0: wait, what? Yeah, it was a double take for me. I saw it and I said, excuse me, fifty. And I had to double check to make sure it wasn't. You know, I was like, let me just double check.
1: This. And one thing about that Refurio Golia game is, I feel like a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, well, okay, that's a three A over two A." And you're right, but Refurio always punches up. Yes, this is a team that punches up new a them. lot. Every, almost all of their non district games, they play up. Yeah, they play because three A's. And because I think exclusively, and I think Jason they played four A's. Yeah, I think Jason Herring believes that there's only, and probably rightly so. I think he—I uh, I think Jason Herring believes that there's only about five teams in 2A that are in Refurio's weight class. Yeah.
0: And, and they so, playing one of them in non-district. Yes. And s-
1: yeah. And so if you are going to get challenged, which he wants his team to be challenged, you have to punch up. Yeah. They do this a lot, and they don't get beat 35 nothing. No. If you remember, the one that always sticks out to me, I think it was 2016 when they played Geronimo Navarro— and they lost fourteen to six, and we—that's a four A over a two A. And you and I both said that's like there's no such thing. Coaches will never tell you it's a great loss, but that's a great loss. That, that Navarro team went fourteen and one. That they went year. to a semifinal yeah. in four A, yeah. and st- stunner, stunner, Rafirio won a title. Mm-hmm. This is for a team in Goliad that we've kind of been waiting for that breakthrough, and we've been we've been wanting an excuse to jump on that board, wanting an excuse. Here's your excuse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you want to believe in Goliad, now is the time to, hey, to... believe in so much, I'm going down there to watch them play on Friday. Exactly. You're going to be down there for uh, uh, for when they play George West. Yeah, That should so be a good game. Give me a team that, coming out of Week 2, even though we just talked about how none of the results matter and the points are meaningless. Um, give me, uh, give me a, a team you're worried about after Week 2.
0: Uh, this is probably a pretty easy one. I am officially worried about Denton Geier. Yeah. <laughs> they are owing to... And have not scored a point yet. Yeah, now, I understand they've played Alito and Cedar Hill. Mm-hmm. I get it. They're, and they're and they're beat up. Mm-hmm. I get it. And if they were zero two, but been competitive or you know lost, you know, let's say lose Cedar Hill by fourteen, mm-hmm. I might be less worried. But back to back games where they've just been not competitive. Yeah, that's concerning. That's I think that's I think that's really concerning. And,
1: um, you know, if you are a team that. You know, you're str- if you're struggling to score, it, it would be one thing if they are struggling to score. It's another thing that they are struggling to score and they're struggling defensively. Like it's both of them, and so I have big time concerns um, about them. I think that's I think that's well founded, and, and I am not um, I'm, I'm I'm not very high on them. Um, is it is it okay? And I'm asking permission. I'm asking for a permission structure from you. Is it okay if I start worrying about Brenham? Yeah, uh, well, a, a new yeah. coach. Um, you know, I, I I feel like losing by forty to Magnolia West. Okay, I think Magnolia West is a pretty good team. And they're weird a division things, up, five division up. One. Weird things happen in week one. That's fine. Twenty-eight, twenty-one to Waller's a bad loss. Yes, Waller. God bless them. They were two and seven last year. <laughs> they Waller. were not good. Yeah, and suddenly they are looking at. They're, they're going to play Houston Heights, which if you're going to play an HISD team, that's probably not the and, and you're trying to look for a win, that's probably not the no, team you want Stephen to mess Dixon with. Dixon
0: squad is pretty pretty good.
1: Um, and then they got uh, a private school team in Waco Riker before they get into district play. And and look, I think their district is such that they're going to make the playoffs. Mm. And they've got they've I think they've got a pretty impressive playoff streak if I remember correctly.
0: Uh, no, it just it, it just into the like two years ago or something like 16, that. Sixteen, I think. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but so they're probably going to make the playoffs. I think that's. I, I want to be clear about this. But we had them as a favorite, one of the favorites in Region Four. Yeah. And, and right now, so so far, two games in, it's ugly. Yeah, the reviews are not good. It's it's not it's it's ugly. So I'm worried about Brenham. All right, let's get into Week Three. That's let's your Week Two preview or Week Two review. Let's get into Week Three. Week Three review, preview rather. I think it's a better week. Last week. The, it was kind of top-heavy. There were about, like, seven games that were like, yeah, mm-hmm. really here for it. And then kind of a drop-off. I think there's a, it's a much deeper crop. It is. I think the bottom is still a little bit kind of heavy, but I, I think that there is a lot of... Um, I think there's a lot... A lot of solid matchups. A lot of week. really solid matchups. Like, there's a good tier... There's a good second tier of matchups as well, which is, to me, the, the mark of a really good game. A really good week. So, we did the coin flip before the... Before the, the show. Matt Step one As a result, Matt Step gets the first pick in this week's draft. Matt Stepp, your number one game in week
0: three of the Texas High School football season. It's going to be an easy one, I think, for yeah. number one. Let's go down to Houston. Yeah, Thursday night, North Shore visits George Stadium to take on Westfield. And George Stadium's not going to be around much longer. Spring ISD is building themselves a brand new facility for their three high schools. So, it's one of the last big games at George Stadium, and it is going to be a big one. It is going to be a Big crowd, big atmosphere. It should be a lot of fun down there in Houston.
1: That's the second time in three weeks that I think a North Shore game has gone number one overall.
0: Yeah, because they played Katie, Katie, uh-huh. Katie, two weeks ago, and then why are you such a why are you such a North Shore homer? I know. I'm just, I mean, hey, North Shore. <laughs> to their credit, they play a banger of a non-district schedule, and they're really good. And and I'll tell you what, last week, Rich Point. Let's look at... Rich Point's not a bad team. That's not a bad team. At all. And they treat him like one. 44 to nothing. Rich Point gained a total... Total yardage at the end of the game in this game. 88 yards. Rich Point had 88 yards of offense. And North Shore just... And and here's another thing. Zach Evans, he only had to carry the ball six times in this game. Like, North Shore did it with everybody else in their defense. Uh, Really impressive uh, showing from North Shore. Um... Westfield was impressive last week too. They they, they blew out Aleve Taylor fifty three mm-hmm. to six. A-League Taylor Taylor's good, but they're not they're 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 uh, a, they're a little down from a couple of years ago. Another team that I would put on that same
1: level as like Rich Point, where it's like a, still a good team, mm-hmm. probably not what
0: they used to be, but still a good team. Um, Aleve Taylor got it. I mean, Westfield kind of got it done in, with their defense as well. I mean, mm-hmm. Taylor only had one hundred and thirty five yards. Westfield scored a couple touchdowns on defense. Had it, they actually had two safeties in the game as well, so. Mm-hmm. Um, really good performance by Westfield. I, I think personally the difference in this game is, is North Shore's ability now to throw the ball. Demetrius Davis has really come on as a sophomore. He was 18-21 last week. That Jeez. is about as accurate as he gets. You combine that with Zach Evans and that lethal defense, we talked about it. I mean, North Shore... They're starting to make a case to start, you know, that number one spot in six A just because of their resume. I mean
1: that's 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 what's gonna be super interesting, is that like let's say we this is a conversation we had in the the Dave Campbell's offices, is let's say hypothetically, let's say that North Shore goes and they beat the brakes off of Westfield. I don't think that'll happen, but let's say they win by like thirty, just hypothetically. They would have a dominant win over Westfield. They would have a, um, I, not dominant, but very sound, not, necessi- not in doubt win over Katie. And then they'd have a, a throttling of four-pin Point. You can't, I, I don't think you can jump them above Allen. I don't think that's fair. I think Allen's looked every bit the part of number one. But... Like if Lake Travis were to um, Lake Travis is now in district play, so they're going to start killing people, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Although they get they get booey this week, which you never know, you never know. No. But I I wonder, like I wonder what we would do in that situation where I wonder if we would jump them up to number two, for what it's worth. We can make a case for it. Oh, for sure. For what it's worth, if you're interested in that kind of thing, and you are a you are a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider, so you and we love be you. So let me see what the computer says about this game. Um, the computer says. That North Shore, North Shore is favored. That's a spoiler alert. North Shore is favored by eight. They've got we've got North Shore in the computer rankings. North Shore is one, and Westfield is seven. This is one versus seven, which is pretty dope. That's pretty good, game. but
0: eight. But here, that, that's how highly the computer thinks of North Shore. An eight point spread yes. for a top ten matchup is pretty big. The so the the way it it does is that the computer spits out a rating for mm-hmm. this team.
1: Um. The difference between North Shore at 1 and Allen at 2 is the same as basically the difference between Allen and, like, Judson at 6. Like, North Shore has really impressed the computer so far. Now, I do think that, you know, the computer could be manipulated. You know, the Katie is... In short sample, small sample is size. It's very small sample size. But I will say that I'm very, very impressed with with... With them so far So That is um, That is uh, An excellent number one Overall pick I think that North Shore Westfield Is pretty good I'm going to go from One major metro area To another My number one pick Is Frisco Lone Star And Highland Park It's a good one And What I love about this game Is Everything But beyond that I love The Kind of Parallels Between these two teams wherein there were huge question marks coming into the season about both of these teams and their ability to replace transcendent quarterbacks. John Stephen Jones leaves te- uh, leaves Highland Park after winning two consecutive state championships, uh, and then um, Jason who, Shelley. Thank you, Jason Shelley leaves uh, leaves Houston or leaves Lone well, Star. No, it, uh, no. It was MJ Rivers. MJ Rivers. Thank you. Shelley I was, was going to say gone two years ago. Yeah, I was going to say this is the kid who went MJ to, uh, went to Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. So sorry, Coach Rayburn. And the way that the way that's super interesting to me is that they've kind of like decided not to. And in, well, for, in Lone Star's case, they've decided. You know what? Like, they've got this Julian Larry, who's a dual threat, or who's who's a bit of a dual threat kid that they like. But they're not asking him to go out there and win the game for him in the same way that they were. Um, that they were asking, basically, M.J. Rivers to go out there and win the game. Instead, they're spreading the ball around. They got a running game in, in, in Quinn Maloney that they really like. Highland Park is uh, this new quarterback, Chandler Morris. If you don't know, it's um, it's Coach Chad Morris's son. He has been every bit... The, he's been phenomenal. He's been great. He's been really, really good. And, and you know, it's hard to say every bit the part of, of John Steven Jones, but this kid looks really good. It's two games, he's looked really good. He looks really good. My question here is, Lone Star's defense has been really good. Like, seriously good. They've given up eight points in two games. Um, that is serious, serious defense. Highland Park, say what you want about them, they do not appear to be this defensive powerhouse. No. They weren't last year. They lose a lot from that defense last year, and it looks like they are going to be a lot more like what was basically up until the, the title game. Um, they, they were going to be a team that wants to outscore you. They need to, they need to be able to outscore you, kind of like they, they were last year in, yeah. in, in, a, in a similar sense. My question is, can the Lone Star defense make stops? If the Lone Star defense, I think right now, if you were to look at these two teams, you'd say Lone Star probably has the, the superior defense. Can that show up? And this is Highland Park on a Thursday night, short week, at in Frisco, uh, you know, away from Highlander Stadium. Um, two great coaches
0: going at it. In, 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 I mean, if you're going to beat Highland Park, you better do it away from Highlander Stadium because yeah. only one team has done it in the past 10 years. Yeah. So. so they get them away from there. I think this is a fascinating
1: game. The uh, the computer rankings have it one versus four in our computer rankings. They've got uh, Lone Star as a seven point favorite. I expect this game to be close. Reminds uh, me, of,
0: remember last year you went to this game when Lone Star played Ditton Ryan on yep. a Thursday. Mm-hmm. It was a really close game. Mm-hmm. It Kind of reminds me that game, same kind of vibe mm-hmm. for this game. And that game ended up being like twenty eight twenty one, like a kind yeah, of a Ditt and
1: Ryan won a close one, mm-hmm, a middling a middling game. So for me, I'm I'm really interested. I think we'll learn a lot about. Exactly how far
0: along because Lone Star has
1: been really impressive in, in their first two
0: weeks. The matchup of Chandler Morris against the, the Rangers defense is going to be really fascinating, fascinating because, game. like, say what you want about, um,
1: like, say what you look, Lone Star's beaten Richland, who's not bad. And Denton, Denton is not bad either. I don't think Denton's a bad team, but this is, a playoff team. this is a step up, though. Yes. Say what you want about Highland Parks, like, I don't know, they give 42 to Rockwall. Rockwell's got a good offense. They do,
0: yeah.
1: And they gave up eighteen to Mosquito Horn last week. And in a rain, in a weird, kind of yeah. weird that went on forever. That's yeah. a game that I don't put yeah. a lot of stock into. So for me, I'm really interested to see like what kind of defensive adjustments Lone Star has to make going up against what I think will be the best offense that they've faced, all due respect to Rockwell. Clearly, yeah. yes. Yeah. Alright, what's your number two pick?
0: Alright, we're gonna go down to Southeast Texas mm. as the Newton Eagles in that. Killing machine that they've got over there heads a little little bit south to uh, Orange to take on the West Orange Stark Mustangs. Is this
1: game in Orange?
0: It's in West Orange. Okay, yeah, it's a home it, game for the must- for Orange because I last year didn't
1: they play in? Nat- they haven't
0: played in a while. They haven't, they haven't played in a few years. Who is that game? Well, uh, West Orange played Kennedale. At Thank nat you. Last oh, that's year. what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. No, these two have not played in End a while. Up. They've kind of had a little Man. bit of a silent. There's been a, kind of a cold war in Southeast yeah. Texas with these two. They haven't played in a while. Um, and I think they kind of out of necessity played because no one else would play them. So I'll tell you what, man, Newton, <sighs> for all, my the, goodness, for
1: all the talk that we've had on this show and just on, on various, whenever we get a microphone in front of our face about teams that, Oh, like maybe they don't look the part or they've scuffled,
0: <laughs> not a concern with Newton. No. Um, I believe they beat Silsby fifty-six to fourteen last week,
1: and they were down and 14-7 then,
0: early. And I was like, "Whoa!" And
1: then I was like, "Nope, never no, mind. Don't you worry uh, about this, baby." And
0: then you got three Big Twelve commits with TCU, mm-hmm. three TCU commits at Newton, mm-hmm. and they are they're as loaded as it gets. And I think um, you know West Orange Stark bounced back after that Week One loss, got themselves a win over Little Cypress, forty-seven um, nothing. But I mean. You know, West Orange is playing a lot of young young kids. You know, their quarterback's a sophomore. They've got some youngsters out wide. They're they're just a really young team this year. And Newton is just veteran senior after senior after senior leadership. And Newton's not deep. No, you know, they can't afford any injuries or anything. But man, their frontline talent. I mean, it it is unbelievable. And I I think, I think they're kind of this is kind of one of those games Newton's had circled on the calendar, yeah. a, a prove it game. And I, I think they're going to be amped up for this one. And I
1: also think that that this is a game where, you know, you say prove it, and to me when I look at them, I'm thinking I'm thinking you know, they want to say, all right, you guys are the big bad bully in in the Golden Triangle and we're kind of King of mm, South Piney Woods, yeah. North Golden Triangle, however you want to kind of classify that. I think beating four, beating a four A team like that, I yeah. think would go would really go a long way. Th-
0: this game and the, you know, I, I I boldly proclaimed on Twitter before the season started that I think if Newton was four A Division two, they'd have a strong case for number one. Mm-hmm. This is one of their chances to prove me right. There you go. Yeah, yeah. if they do, if they if they knock if they knock off West Shark, that would be yeah.
1: really impressive. And then they get Gilmer later on. I'm gonna stay in South Texas ish. Alright. South Texas. I'm gonna stay small school. Give small me, school temper. Love it. Give me Burton and Shiner. I So Shiner Classic offense versus defense matchup here. Absolutely. So Burton's got Caleb Harmel, they've got DeMondrick Winters, they've got playmakers all over the field. They do not they have an unfair group of playmakers for two A. Like it's not mm-hmm. it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Going up against a Shiner team that has uh, that has pitched Back-to-back shutouts, and not against lunch meat. Uh, they shut out Hallettsville. Mm-hmm. That's a nice win, twenty-one nothing in the opener. They scuffled offensively a little bit against Industrial, Vanderbilt Industrial, but ended up winning fourteen. Yeah, I, I
0: was uh, doing some research in this game. Wet field, a lot of uh, Shiner mm-hmm. had trouble holding on to the football. So yeah, they turned the ball over. So it's one of those kind of weird. But their defense was that's been the constant. But,
1: like, right now, so Shiner jumped up to number one. With Refurio's loss, they jumped up to number one in our 2A Division one rankings.
0: Rightfully so. I think Refurio loses a close game to Goliath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they stay. Mm-hmm. But they got blown out. So yes. you got to, I mean, I think Shiner right now has shown has, has shown they are, they are more than capable. i tell you what, Shiner and Mason both have shown they're capable. Well, and, and here's, here's what's so fascinating to me is kind of, you know, styles make fights. Shiner
1: is, wants to punch you in the mouth, and they want to be as physical and just mash you. They, wanna, they want to they wanna they, bludgeon they, you. They want you to hurt. Yes. They want you to hurt. Burton is, can be physical, but their game is a lot more speed. They want to get out and run. They want to play in space. They want to play in space. And so this is a fascinating matchup in which if Shiner comes out of this uh, with another win... Over a Burton team like that that we think is is like a you know a legit Region Four contender in in Division Two, um, albeit two a you know two a Division Two. This is this is two a D one versus D two Shiner's D one. I I think that then you would start to look at Shiner and especially I'm I'm really interested in in how this game is played. That I would love to see somebody get through that Shiner defense and prove that it's mortal. And if it doesn't happen, like. Honestly, if Burton doesn't do it, we're starting to talk about a freaky defense. Yeah, yeah. Because Burton's got all sorts of playmakers all over the field. Yeah. I'm really excited about Burton and Shiner.
0: it mean, a matter of style in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, Shiner's going to want to keep it in the 20s. I think mean, mm-hmm. if it gets above the 20s into the 30s, that's Burton's. Yeah, they're Burton's not.
1: Team. They're not built for scoring. Yeah. They they want to. They want to win this game. Ideally twenty four nothing, you know. But they want to, you know. If it goes above twenty four, things are it has gone uh, sideways for for Shiner. Really excited about that one. What's your third pick?
0: I'm gonna go over to the Rio Grande Valley uh, district game, mm-hmm. and a, th- a game that I think is for the district title. Yep, yeah, probably sixteen five a division one. The Battle of Veterans Memorial: Brownsville <laughs> versus Mission. Yeah. Uh I these two teams are the favorites in the district. They are both 1-0 in district. Um they got got easy wins last week. Um I think this one is going to decide the, the the district title race right away. Uh, Brown I was about to say Vets, which is not helpful. Yeah. So for for purposes of this game, we're just going to say Brownsville and Mission. Yes. <laughs> Brownsville
1: um they run the ball really well and they run the ball, they they spread the ball out to this a lot of This is another guys.
0: clash of styles. Yeah. V- veterans is Br- – I did it too. Brownsville <laughs> – We're Br- so used
1: to like – because how many vets are there? Now there's four, right?
0: Brownsville, Mission, San Antonio, Corpus. Corpus. Yeah, there's four now. Guys,
1: come on. Let's come up with better names. Yeah. Not that the veterans don't need yeah, Memorial Colorado, High Schools, really, yeah. but we need more – come on.
0: Get on. more creative. Go on. Uh, Brownsville is uh, much in, in the same vein as the Shiner-Burton game. Brownsville is the Shiner in this game. Mm-hmm. They want to play physical, they're going to mash you, they're going to want to punch you in them out. They're going to want to slow the game down and try to dominate in the trenches. Mission is much more wide open. Landry Gilpin is the big-time playmaker in this game for Mission. He he's the guy who who does it all. He really he really does do it all. Yeah, he's really a, he's he's it's, a fun guy to watch. And it's and and honestly, you
1: look at their stats through two games like if he's not doing it, it's not happening. He's yeah. got Everything probably goes, I
0: mean, he's the quarterback, but every, he's facilitating in the running game. He's distributing, and they got some good receivers, but they got to have somebody giving the ball. And he's he's responsible for that. He so. probably has a
1: hand in
0: eighty five percent of their offense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 that much. So I think this is going to come down to style. You know, who who controls the pace of this game? Who controls the tempo? Um, I I got a feeling that this mission is not broken. I mean, mission beat PSJ Memorial last week big. Mm-hmm. I think this is really a statement game for Mission because Mission has designs on, on making a run this year and being considered that elite Valley team. And I, I you know, Brownsville, I'm still a little. They haven't played anybody outside mm-hmm. of Brownsville ISD yet, yeah. so I think we still got a few questions. I, I like Mission in this game. I think I think there's a statement about to be made by Landry Gilpin and his Patriots. I
1: think so. If he if he comes out and and has that big game, then like. They can, they can kind of get in that conversation basically with Vela as, like, best team in the Valley. Um, you know, after Vela, Vela beat Hannah last week.
0: Yeah, Vela's definitely the uh, number one team in the Valley. They're the top the dog. Yeah.
1: And so I think that whoever wins this game can kind of join them there. And they'll be, you're right, they'll be the catbird seat for that district title yep. here in week three, which yep. is kind of crazy to say. A it's a lot. 10-team district. There's, like, three games I'm considering for my next pick. And they're all super good. And I know you're going to take one of them because you're a big jerk. Um I'm gonna take college station in Huntsville. Um, Huntsville impressed the heck out of me. And I know, I know, I know. The headline from that Huntsville Port Natchez Groves game is Oh my gosh, what happened to Rashawn Johnson? Like, you know, and, and and I understand uh why everybody's, you know, he's he's one of the most electrifying players in the state, and I think that... Uh, high school football is better when he's on the field, so everybody is going to kind of pay attention whenever something happens to him. But I think lost in that game is that Huntsville looked
0: really good. Yeah, they were Huntsville when when Rashawn went out. They were winning the game. They were winning the game. Huntsville's defense is legit. To to Vonder, I mean, to Vonder Sweat's going to get all the all the hype, the mm-hmm. Texas commit. But this is a very fast, very physical defense, mm-hmm. and you know, Coach Southern. In his preview, talked about, you know, he thought this was the best team he's had at Huntsville and, and, and one of the best teams they've had down there in a long time.
1: His son, Matthew Southerns, triggering the offense, which looked good.
0: Coach's kid at quarterback. Exactly. Good like, and,
1: you know. there is a lot to like about this Huntsville team. And... You know, I, I feel like this is a chance, and, and they, they do the uh they do the two step with the they do the Brazos Valley two step as I'll call it. They play College Station, then a bye week, and then they play A and M, consolidate to open district yeah, play. that's a tough. So here's one two basically, but I'll tell you, College Station's coming off the the very odd week two
0: bye. Um, yeah, because of their schedule they play uh, they play Huntsville this week and they play I think a team from Mexico yeah a team from Mexico to close out non district. But this is you so know what happens when you win state. This is a play. big
1: this is a big test for them because they beat Richmond Foster in the opener good win forty two thirty eight as a five A 5A over six A or you know five over six A it's a good win so so take a little bit of you know uh, the the it doesn't have to be impressive to be a good win right they play Huntsville then they basically kind of get. I'm going to insult some teams here by saying they kind of get three weeks off. They play a team from Mexico, they play Conroe, Caney Creek, and they play Waller. They will be considerable favorites yes, in all three will. of those. But
0: we're not going out on a limb there.
1: And then they come home and they play Lufkin. And so here is your final tune-up that if you want to find out about your team, both final tune-up as far as it's your, it's your last, it's your last not... meaningful non-district game. Yeah. The, the Mexican team is, is, kind of is what it is. Here's your last one. But if you want to make sure you're getting right, and you want to make sure you've got all your pieces in place, and you want to make sure that that uh, Colby Cashin is is going well, and, and and this this quarterback Brandon Williams is is hitting on all cylinders, and that defense is playing well, here's your shot. And I don't know, man. Maybe I'm buying too much into Port natchez Groves, and as a result, I'm buying too much into Huntsville. But I am buying in on this Huntsville team. I think you told me in the in the off season you said keep an eye on this team and. You are my sensei.
0: So far, they they yeah. made me look smart. So far, yeah,
1: so. it's they they look uh, they look really good. So I'm going to go with Huntsville and College Station as my third pick. What's your fourth pick? You're going to take one of mine. I know. You like. <sighs> Let's see. All right, I'm going to the
0: Concho Valley. No, you're not. Wait. Right. No, you're not. No. Sonora yeah. at Mason. Uh-huh. That is Concho Valley. That is Concho. Oh yeah, both yeah. both those are yeah. Mason's. That weird. You could call them like. San Angelo paper covers them, so we're gonna call them yeah, Concho yeah. Valley. Standard they're Times both there. Those
1: are those are both. And whenever you're talking about the Concho Valley, like you're talking about like this big kind of nebulous space. It's like how at Fox we used to call it like the Super Syntax, and it would be like all the way down from like Waco down to
0: like College Station. I'm like, guys, yeah, it's a little yeah. Concho Valley to me, you know, you got yeah San Angelo over Brady, um, over to um, down, like, down to Sonora. In yeah. West out to, like, Reagan County, yeah, you know, like Ballinger's if, in there. Yeah, like, in, if, in if you go
1: down – like, if you hit Fredericksburg, you've gone too far. Yes, yeah. Um, if you
0: hit, um, like, Lano, you've gone too far. Yeah, like Sonora is kind of the southern mm-hmm. edge there. Mm-hmm. Um, should be a great game, 2 2 and no teams. Uh, Mason, much like uh, Referio and Shiner, have no qualms playing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mason, you know, they beat Johnson City bad last week, and the week before they, they, they beat Wall, so mm-hmm. very impressive wins there. Don't know much about Wall because their game their game against Cisco got canceled last mm-hmm. week. But boo, still very very impressive. Mason, uh, their defense, which was great last year, is added again. Held Johnson City 98 yards of offense last week. Then Sonora goes and plays for a Mesa and just you know blasts them. Our, mm-hmm. our you know Brian Van Winkle, guy we talked to at seven on seven, mm-hmm. 281 yards passing, five touchdowns. Um, Sonora's experienced and got playmakers all all over the yeah. field. But, I mean, I, that Mason, I, I'm still clinging to that Mason win over Walls mm-hmm. as being a great win. and i, and I think, We'll find out basically if it is. And, hey, got, they're going into the Puncher Dome. Yeah, and man. That's, that, is, which I, that that is one stadium I've not seen a game at, and I have got to get to the Puncher Dome to see a game. Mm-hmm. That's one, one of my bucket list stadiums. I've been there. I've not seen a game. Um, It's awesome. So I think
1: it's an excellent pick, Sonora and Mason. And Sonora is that team that – I think a lot of people forget how good they are and like how traditionally strong they are. I keep forgetting they're in Region Four. That's that's be a weird. Huge. Come playoff time. That that will be. Were they Region Two last year?
0: Region One. Region One. Yeah, they were one. They went from one to four.
1: You crazy for this one too? a Um. So yeah. Um. I'm so that that's an excellent
0: pick. You be keeping an eye on that game Friday night. One.
1: I will definitely be keeping an eye on that game uh, Friday night. All right. So now I need to figure out. Um. Which one? Oh, no, yeah. no, I don't think you will I've got like, like I said I've still got like two more that I really like So I have a hard time believing it. Do I want to be small school hipster? Yeah I'm going to go with Whitesboro and Gunner Oh yeah Um, I'm going to go with Whitesboro and Gunner And here's what's interesting About this matchup Whitesboro has really Kind of quietly put together A nice start to their season. Yeah and there's going to be this tendency to be like, "Oh, it's Gunner. Like they'll be fine." Yeah.
0: And look, I want to be clear. They're probably going to be fine. Um, I they think th- Braden CLOPTON and Dylan Jants. Yes. Um, got a good shot when you have those two guys.
1: Absolutely. The the computer has Gunner has thirteen point favorites. Okay. That prob- that sounds about right. But I will say this: this Whitesboro team has come out of the gates hot, and most importantly, I think that they've got a couple of playmakers that I think should give Gunner's defense a little bit of a test. They've already played Pottsboro, who is reloading. That's a rebuilding Pottsboro mm-hmm. team. And they beat Dangerfield in the opener. Um, which is good. It's a good win for them. But I will say that this Whitesboro defense... blasted Aubrey last week. 37 nothing. It's a 4A Aubrey. they really a 4A beat- area yes.
0: playoff team last yes. year. Yes.
1: Scout Sanders, the quarterback for Whitesboro, not only has an excellent name he's a good name but this kid can play and i think that he has got like for burn. all we for all we talk about gunner and the offense. And I think because their offense is so fun to watch and they are my so Craven's unique, favorite offense. It is and they've got playmakers. and I love Dylan Jance and I lo- I really like this coaching staff and, and and all that fun stuff. For all we talk about this offense though, what has really been the secret and the calling card of this of this Gunner run. I was going to say mini dynasty, but you know, the, this run of late is that their defense has always been really good. Mhm. Well, they're going to get tested by one of the more talented individual playmakers they've seen in Sanders, who went for 244 all-purpose yards against Aubrey last week. Gunner is the favorite here. Gunner's defense has looked very good. They shut out Pottsboro last week. Uh, they held down Dangerfield. Of course, they, they are the, the reigning 7-on-7 state champs. Um, for me, this is a big this is probably their most compelling test, maybe not the biggest, but I think this is the most compelling test because dangerfield kind of jury's still out on them. They always have talent, but I feel like they always have trouble putting it all together here 's a Whitesboro team that looks the part and has looked the part. This is also Whitesboro's biggest test to date yeah. Gunner will be gunner's better than Anna gunner is better than um than aubrey Aubrey yeah. This is a big test for them, so I'm really fascinated by this game. I think we're going to find out a lot about both these teams.
0: I'm putting this game on an upset watch. Ooh. I think whitesboro has got a shot here. I, I think they have more than a puncher's chance in this game. Well, so listen, keep an eye on this one.
1: Their defense has been good too, man. Like we're talking all about all this, all this offense, but like their defense, they give up 21 Anna, but then shut out Aubrey, and suddenly things get really. And they interesting.
0: got pedigree, and they're they're a bigger school mm-hmm. than Gunner. It's not it doesn't mean a lot, but still I mean you have Never to take know. that mean. All, all right, we right. this, this game here on upset, upset watch. All right.
1: Finally, your number five pick, Matt Steph.
0: All right. Let's go to the Alamo City. Another district game. I'm going to get all my games. Uh, Northside ISD started district play last week, and I think two teams who have uh, should be in the discussion for playoff spots but possibly the district title, Uh, O'Connor and Warren Mm -hmm. uh, meeting up. And uh, O'Connor, we expected to be here. We thought O'Connor would be here. They opened the season with a great win against Steele. Uh, last week, they, hand, they did what they should do. They, they played a lower-rung team in their district, San Antonio Holmes, and they beat them 42-6. to 6. That's what you should do mm-hmm. if you are a district title contender. Um, I think Zion Taylor, they, they found their go-to running back. Um, David Dodd at quarterback, he transferred in for one of the private schools. Uh, he's stepped in and settled into the offense. So I think O'Connor starting to come together for them, and, and they've been a lot better on defense than they were last year. You know, I'll tell you what, Warren beat Brennan last week. That was a, yeah, a, they and, did. You know, I debated when I did my hipster picks. It, the two finalists for Region 4 and 6A were both in the same district. It was Warren and Brandeis. Mm-hmm. I went with Brandeis, and they've been very good to start yes. the year as well. But Warren, that defense has been impressive, and they got a nice win over Brennan, 33-21. to 21. That, That's really a statement win in that district because Brennan has kind of been right there with, with, with O'Connor as a top team in that district. And Warren comes out and beats them by double digits. So really impressive win for the Warriors under our first-year head coach. That was. And and you talk about, like, it, it's so weird to be talking about district
1: play so early. But, like, we talk about teams jumping out and, and, like, being like, all right, we're the team to beat, and running out ahead and saying, come and catch us. And this is one of those games, I think, yes. that like the winner of this game is going to be in the catbird seat for the district it's championship. Kind of a win in
0: their, uh, a real you know separating win right in their pocket, right? A, a, bu- a buffer win. I like yeah, to, I like to call it a buffer win.
1: You know the thing that the thing that I like about this Warren team is that their offense feeds their defense. That they run the ball so well. The Samuel Stanford running uh, running game back, and then their quarterback Anthony Cisneros. Um, both of them have run the ball really well. Got okay, good, good, yep, yeah, good balance. Keeps your de- keeps your defense fresh, yep. and that's something that you know. Uh, O'Connor, you know, look, a great, you know, excellent win last week, excellent win, and and this is you know to to go and they beat Holmes, and of course they beat Steele in the opener. Their defense has been has been really really good. To me, I feel like this is a team that um that in in Warren. A, there's been a lot of ink spilled about O'Connor, and I think Warren is probably the kind of team that looks around and
0: be like, like why not us? Yeah. Like, why not us? We just Veteran, beat... de- veteran senior heavy defense. I think it brought back 10 starters from that defense last year. They are... This is a chance for them to make a statement to the entire like, city. Like, we just beat Brandeis. Like, if you beat, if you beat Brandeis... Brennan. Brennan. I'm Brennan. If yeah.
1: you beat Brennan and O'Connor... Back-to-back in, weeks. Back-to-back weeks you're going to get you're going to get some pub. Yeah. You're going to get talked about and mm-hmm. you're going to be the team to beat. So I think I think you're right. And 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 for me, I think that that is I think I think this is a super interesting game and if you are if you're Warren, you're saying like this is our shot. Yep. Like we can we can be the team that everybody in San Antonio cuz we talked about how San Antonio doesn't have that team that's out there like that, that feels like
0: they're just way above everybody. Yeah, even else. Judson last week, they, they had a tough time at Wagner. Wag- they had real a tough time. Battle of, real battle, real tough in, it, in the hammer if bowl. If Warren wins this game in week three, they're already sitting pretty. Yes, as far as a playoffs.
1: they're two. They're two zero oh with, with wins. arguably wins over two of the. Depending on what you think of Brennan,
0: two of the four best teams in the or district. Brandeis, rather, yeah, yeah. Then you've got, they got two I, wins in their pocket I, over O'Connor and, and Brennan, and then all you got to do at that point is take care of business against the teams you should take. Yeah, care of take business. care of business
1: against the Jays of the world and take care you're of business looking at hosting you know, a playoff game. Yes, if you do that, take care of business against <laughs> over Stevens and Holmes and, and, and Taft and Marshall. You do that, yeah. you're good. So yeah, I think that I think that if you're Jeff Robbins, the new coach, first year coach at, at, at Warren, you're saying, guys, I don't want to look too far ahead. If we win this game, we're probably in the playoffs. Yeah,
0: yeah. like, guarantee some of his coaches are thinking that. They're not. Oh, yeah. they would they're never going to say it. But but I
1: definitely think they're yeah, thinking. This
0: that. is this is. Yeah.
1: I can't believe I'm going to get my all, all my right. games. I can't believe you uh, you left me this. I I really really appreciate it. Um, I am going to. Oh crap! There's another one that I really like. You know what? I've been super hipster, small school game. I'm going to be like I'm going to be like st- super obvious like guy. Big, big city guy. I'm gonna be big city like Homer guy. All right. right? Uh I'm gonna go Coppell and Allen.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, you are a Homer guy. Um
1: I'm gonna go Coppell and Allen.
0: Not just because you're a Coppell alum. Not just because I'm a Capella alum. So, Do you hate Coppell now?
1: <laughs> because you hate everyone's <laughs> can we get you on record to say you hate co- your alma mater? Listen, I'm on record saying I hate everyone I, I hate everyone's favorite team. So Coppell, Theoretically, favorite team. Coppell is someone's favorite team. Okay. Ergo. Yeah. <laughs> um this is such like an obvious big game, right, um, in, in that there's a lot of history here. You'll remember that before the Kyler Murray run, this is the
0: last regular season game Allen's lost, is Capel. That is correct. Ka- Allen has not lost a regular season game since 2012. Since 2012. Since Kyler Murray was a sophomore in yeah. high school. And, and that was the game
1: Think Kyler Murray that. came in like halfway through. halfway He didn't through. start. He didn't start. But Capel won that game. And look, that's ancient history for these kids. These kids were in like sixth grade, yeah. like the seniors were. So there's that, and and Allen needs no introduction at this point. Allen is uh, has has been every bit the part of so far. They've been the, Allen's defense yes, has been, been great.
0: They don't get they're not getting talked about because no. it's all about you know Theo East and, and and that offense and and. and. All, you know, all, all the publicity they got. Allen's defense has been unreal through two Allen's games.
1: defense has been great. We don't know a ton about the Salt Lake City team, but they beat the brakes off of them. They did. Being by 30 That didn't go out. Well. I, I, I thought that might be a potential upset game. It didn't go over well no, for me. No, no, no. Now, so then here's Coppell. capel has got Coach Mike DeWitt, who I think is a good coach, and they've got a suddenly, I think they've got a really interesting identity that, they have a lot more balance to their offense they're running the ball a lot with this running back ryan hurt mm-hmm. he's he's averaging you know he's getting he's getting 16 to 20 t- touches a game they want to get the ball to him look all the blue chip guys are on one side of the field basically basically but i will say that this is not a bad cop team no, and no. this is—I don't think—I don't think it's going out on a limb to say that this is the best team Allen's face this year. I think Allen. Would pr- I think will
0: probably beat that team from se- from, from always the gives. Even when Allen's won those games, Coppel's always played them tough. Correct. They, they always kind of hung around and made, made, made They made Allen work for it. They make Allen work for it, yeah. which is that more than it, what it, most can. And 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 there's I, I, I'm a
1: big believer. That there's a lot of teams that Allen beats by walking off the bus. Yeah, when they walk off the bus and you see the A across their chest, they go, "Oh crap, we're yeah. playing Allen." And Capel, fourteen nothing for the game yeah, starts. And Capel, I don't think think's going to be that team.
0: No, I don't. I, I agree. See, I, I an X factor to watch out for Coppell is Jonathan McGill. Yes. He is a special player, and I think they're gonna, he's a guy. One, well,
1: they're going to try to uh, – have they gotten him the ball? I need to look at their stats. Have they gotten him the ball in, like – I think
0: in week one against Sachse, he made some plays offensively. So I didn't he's look. got five
1: catches. Yeah. So they're playing him a receiver as well. But, I mean, he's, essentially he's their best defender too, yes, and then they're going to get him in special teams. Mm-hmm. Jonathan McGill's a game-breaker. Look, Allen's going to have the quarterback and, and, and the wide receiver in, in Tisdale and Weiss. G Tis. Allen – is a considerable favorite, even on the road. I will only... And, and the, the computer thinks it's an 18-point game. The computer likes Capel. The computer's got Capel 27th in the state. I am. I just think that we're always looking for teams that are going to push Allen. Because it seems like they don't get pushed until the state
0: quarterfinals. Yeah. I think Capel's a team that will push them. It's always a big deal when Alan's like, "Oh, Allen's got a close game." This exactly, week. right? All, because it ha- and it's a credit to Allen because they've had so few of them, especially in the regular season. But Capel, I do not think will get beat by the
1: Mystique, and that is something that you could say. Who they beat in Week One? Mesquite Horn. Mm-hmm. They beat. The, they get beat by the Musqui- Mystique. That Utah team. I know you were talking upset watch that that was never going to be close because they're walking in Eagle Stadium and they're going to get smoked. This is at Capel. I don't think they'll get beat by the Mystique. It would not surprise me if this is a single-digit game. Allen probably almost certainly still wins this game. But just, I'm I'm yeah. real. I think we'll learn a lot about both these teams. In this one. All right, so those are our five games. Step took North Shore, Westfield, Newton, West Orange, Stark, Brownsville Vets, and Mission Vets. Sonora Mason and O'Connor and Warren. I took Frisco, Lone Star, Highland Park, Burton, Shiner, College Station, Huntsville, Whitesboro, Gunner, and Capel Allen. I'm kind of north central, North Texas so central. I got so. South Texas covered. You got a lot of South Texas, San Antonio and the Valley. I got. Brazos Valley. What's Shiner? South Texas. ish That's like Victoria. Area. Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. And okay.
0: Outside of uh, called Brenham, kind of down. Yeah. I am, yeah. I'm a lot of
1: got a lot of that, that kind okay. of southeast. That's the whole part, state too. covered. That's fine. We do have the uh, yeah. Get a good game, El Paso. Although El pa- who's that? Uh, who's coming to town? Ta- who's coming to DFW this week?
0: No, uh, DelVai Delvay is going to Hutto. Hutto. That's right. They're going to Hutto. That's super interesting. Eastwood came to Plano last week. Yeah. I saw that. That's the one I was thinking of. Yep. Yeah. and that's one of our uh, for you DelVai Hutto fans. That, that's one of our games that's being previewed on the Mega Preview this week. And finally,
1: we go to Matt Step for his hipster game of the week All so right. you're so you've got a curly Q mustache and yes. you don't want to go to Alan Coppell cuz it's too obvious and after
0: work I will drink a very craft beer you
1: don't want to go to you don't want to go to Permian South Lake Carol no no it's too on brand man Come that's on. man
0: that's very i
1: can not like that's that's one that we just like pat like that was the other one i was looking at. i was like do i do permian carol 14 state titles. It's, i know permian carol is one of the
0: another one of our mega beer yes, games so if you, you want to see permian that carol will be in the mega what game. is your Hipster game right. of the week. We are going to Malakoff. Oh, not mine, but good. Mahea visits Malakoff. Uh-huh. In a game that I think will be very intriguing because Mahea lost to Cameron Yo the first game of the season. You know Mahea played Cameron Yo in Alvarado because uh, Mahea's, Mahea's stadium feels, yeah, yeah is, and they had to go to all the way all the way to Alvarado. That was weird. But Mahea right. uh Mahea made a statement last week. They Blasted Teague. And maybe Teague is down this year. Maybe. But Mejia made a statement last week. That was a very impressive win from Frank Sandoval's squad. Mm-hmm. They got a tough task this week against Malakoff. That's a very good Malakoff team who did not play last week because their game was canceled due to the rain. Yeah. So I think we don't have enough data on Malakoff yet. We think Malakoff's good. This is a great measuring stick for them. And I think it's a good measuring stick for Mahia because if the, the Black Cats can win this game, you're like, okay. And that tough district in four A Division two, Mejia can uh, be right there as a factor, and this could be a future district game mm-hmm. because in a year and a half, when realignment comes back around, there is a good chance Mejia drops down to three A. Is that right? Oh wow, yeah, they're, they're they're on the very small end of four A. I did team. not realize they that. actually have three A enrollment numbers at the moment. So right. um, that's that's my hipster game. Keep an eye on Mejia in Malakoff. I got a hipster game that I think is off even your radar. All
1: right, let's go to the Houston area, a six A clash. Between the Aldine Eisenhower Eagles and Houston Strake Jesuit. Have you seen the offense that Strake is putting up in the first two weeks?
0: Uh, That's Strake coached by Clay Kubiak. Clay Kubiak. They are averaging 622 yards per game. I know they put up some huge numbers last week against Westbrook.
1: They are doing stupid things. Quarterback uh, Michael Hansen has thrown for 526 yards. And then they have two running backs... In Michael Wiley and Dylan Campbell, who are each over three thirty in two games, they are racking it up. Now, okay, one was against Houston St. Thomas. The other one was against Beaumont Westbrook. They beat Beaumont Westbrook fifty-five to forty. Yeah,
0: Westbrook's a good team.
1: This is a team. Clay Kubiak. They just want to cut the brakes, yeah. and th- this is this is. I think this is going to be one of those. They're ga- become Max Thompson's favorite team, right? Sure. Yeah. This is the team that's just like, ah, screw it, let's just score
0: some more. Yeah, like is, I feel like there's seventy, that.
1: but this is the first time I think they're going to face a defense. With a pulse. Ike's got a pretty salty defense.
0: They did. Ike is physical, and they're mm-hmm. fast, and they play angry.
1: They are. Tyreek Matthews, Jaden Fontenot, Deion Allen, you're right. This is a physical, fast team that swarms to the football. Mm-hmm. And so I think this style is super interesting. I don't know if Eisenhower, I don't know if Ike has the 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 offense to match it, but I expect a Fun game. Yeah. Like all I'm looking for in a hipster game is a fun game. I'm not here saying either of these teams are going to win a state championship. Probably won't happen. Yeah. But I think if you're looking They're for a f-
0: state title game, state title wouldn't be a hipster game.
1: Yes, I would say that seven o'clock Friday. Make sure you are at you're at Crusader Stadium in Houston. Oh, is that Strake? Okay, that's Strake. Okay, and I don't know. I feel like this is like I, I'm. I'm really interested to see. I think um, I'm really interested. You know, a new coach and Eric Jackson. I think he wants, to, he, he, he wants to make that Ike defense a thing and he wants to be like, in the same way that we talk about the Black Rain defense at Cedar Park and the same way that we talk about the Chang Kang defense at West Orange Dark, I think he wants to make that Eagles defense like, just we're just going to fly at you and we're, you, we're you, nasty will, to you will hate playing us. Yeah. And here's a shot. And I know that it's not some super sexy game but I think this game's super fascinating just because of that. Okay, It's a great so. pick. Ike and Jesuit, Straight Strake Jesuit is my game and uh Malakoff and Mahaya for you. Got big How school about? and small school. A, I love it. Got,
0: we got all the bases covered on Tep and Step. I love it. So there it is. That's Tep and Step. Uh for your week two review and your week three preview. Enjoy your games. I will be in uh South Texas this week covering games. I am gonna be down in Corpus so. Oh that's right. You're gonna be uh you got see, see Ray Goliad. and Moody. Ray, Ray and Carol Ray and on Thursday and, Carol. and then uh Goliad and George West on Friday and then Stevens and Holmes on Saturday. That is, if, if there's any excuse Stevens that has, and yeah, I have a problem. I'm going to watch Stevens and Holmes on Saturday night. So uh, yeah. Yeah, there was You were telling me you want to go
1: to a Thursday game. This weekend. I was trying well I'm trying to talk Tep wife into going to a game. She's um, been be Lone Star Highland Park on Thursday night Te- Tep wife is now six months pregnant and so yeah, it's a little tougher to get her so it's a, tougher, it's a tough ask and here's the other thing I kind of want to sit at home and watch Westfield and North Shore on Texan Live mm. um,
0: if there's yeah if I was not if, if I was not already committed to going to Corpus I might call an audible and do, do Westfield and North Shore that's going to be a lot of fun that's fine Corpus is a wonderful city and you'll have a great time we need, you know what the, f- the good folks in Corpus need DCTF in the house and we're going to deliver I agree
1: fantastic Um, one more hipster game I'm sorry I just thought of it Needville and Cal Allen Watch out for that. Needville's putting up stupid points right
0: yeah, now. Yeah, their running back Ashton Ashton Stredick had a huge game. He's up for Mr. Texas football yeah. play. By the way, how many three hundred yard rushers did we have in week Dude, two? Dude, It was stupid. I kept getting tweets, oh, this guy ran for three oh seven. Like like I was like here's There's gonna the ones... be guys that ran for three hundred yards, that don't even get nominated. So Max sent me all of these.
1: Here were the ones. DeAndre Glass went for three ninety seven. He's up at for, Katie. He made the he made the cut. Uh, Needville running back Ashton Stredick, uh, went for three eighteen and six. Um uh, bu- 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 Herford running back Seth Dixon went for 320 and five. Uh Katie Tompkins running back RJ Smith went for three hundred. There's gotta be South Garland running back Jaquarian yeah, Turner 302. went 302. for three oh two and four, and he threw for a touchdown. Um Manville running back Ladarius Owens went for three oh nine and two. Uh Calvin Hill for Baytown Sterley only went for two hundred and fifty six oh. yards.
0: Yeah, it was a, it What was are you a
1: doing, win. dude? Yeah. A, a
0: guy, that's, that's how deep the field was this year. the yeah. guys that run for three hundred yards were like. Yeah we the the guy
1: from the guy from like, Calvin Hill from Baytown Sterling went for two fifty six and five and like all due respect to him like it wasn't really close. that close yeah. to getting on that and, list. And,
0: unfortunately, we can't have nine running backs and one yeah. quarterback. We got to spread we it we out. got to spread little, it though. out a little bit. Get a little defensive so. action there. So that's going to do it for Tap and Step. Thanks, Step. Appreciate it. Enjoy the games this weekend. All right. Uh,
1: that's going to do it. We don't really have a great outro, so Not we'll yet. catch you next week on Tepin's <laughs> Day.